Hey, good morning. Welcome to our daily time together as we study God's word and reflect on the book of Acts. Uh, today, we're going to, yesterday, we, well, the last two days, we've broken up Stephen's speech to the religious leaders or sermon to the religious leaders in the two parts. First, his recounting of the Old Testament, and then his linking of the new covenant to the old covenant and their response. So it's going to shock you. Uh, I know you're not you're going to find this very hard to believe. When he calls his audience a bunch of stiff-necked, uncircumcised, in heart and ears type of people who are forever opposing the Holy Spirit, which of your ancestors did you not persecute? Um, going to shock you. That didn't go over well. They didn't receive that word very well. Um, so anyway, let's see what happens next. Spoiler alert, this section's entitled in my Bible, The Stoning of Stephen. So don't think it's going to end. Well, it ends well for Stephen, but not on the earth. Let's read verses. This is Acts chapter 7, 54 through. We're going to read into chapter 8, verse 1. When they heard these things, they being the religious leaders, they became enraged and ground their teeth at Stephen. But filled with the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears with a loud shout, all rushed together at him. And they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. When they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold the sin against them. When he had said this, he died. And Saul approved of their killing him. Okay, so I want to talk about... This young person, this person we just met now named Saul. Then I want to talk about what Stephen saw. So let's first let's talk about Saul. Um, one chapter from now in chapter nine, we're going to see Saul be converted and Saul become Paul. So we'll have a lot to unpack when we get there. But um, one of the things I think is important to see is verse eight, where well, I'm sorry, verse um, uh, verse 38, sorry, 58, it says, they laid their coat at a young man, the feet of, they, they laid their coat at the feet of a young man named Saul. Okay. So one of the questions we think, one of the things we get asked about is what is Saul's role in the stoning of Stephen? And there's two paths that we can take in this passage. And I think one based upon what scripture shows us later is the more obvious path, but we'll talk about both of, both of these. What was Paul, or at this point, Saul, what was Saul's role in the starting of Stephen? Some would say, well, okay, they're laying their feet at a young man named Saul. So Saul would be a servant in the situation, right? He would be the coat check boy, if you will. He would be the, the servant in the situation and they left their coats at his feet just to make sure they were taken care of. Now, that That is... That is a, that's possible. Sure, that's an entirely possible thing. And the reality is, no matter who Saul is, verse 1 of chapter 8 says he approved of the killing him. So either way, Saul was on board what happened. So one path to take is that he was a servant of the religious council. And, um, you know, he was just there as a witness in approving of it. It's one path to take. Another path, and frankly, the path that I tend to take is I mean, jump real ahead real quick to chapter nine. We're not going to really unpack, but just big picture. In chapter nine, we see Saul leading a um, uh, a mission um, on behalf um, of behalf of the high priest. Saul leads a mission to Damascus to to destroy the church up there. So the Damascus sends Saul on this mission to do that. So here's my question for you just thinking through it. If 
you were going to, if the high priest was going to send someone on a mission, would he send uh, a young servant just watching on a mission? Or would he send one of his chief lieutenants? See, I tend to think Saul at this point, if you read Saul's testimony later, he'll say he was zealous. He was high rate, high, high, a high rising up and comer in the, in the pharisaical ranks. I think to me, when I read chapter nine and then bring it back to chapter seven, I think it wasn't that Saul was just a young servant boy watching the stoning of Stephen. I think Saul was in charge. I think Saul was a very high ranking Pharisee and he was in charge of Stephen's stoning. And um, then he was leading the mission to um, destroy the church and then Jesus converging. So I think we see Saul as a very influential figure. And I think this, I think the stoning of Stephen is going to be a big deal in the life of, life of Paul. Because all throughout Paul's life, we're going to see Paul be stoned. We're going to see him beaten up. We're going to see him persecuted. We're going to see him cast aside. So I think Paul's witnessing of Stephen's dedication to Jesus impacted Paul greatly. And this was one of those formative moments in Paul's life where he saw something amazing. And I think he really lived out the lived out this example in his life moving forward. So I think Stephen's death was one of those pivotal moments in Paul's life that changed how he lived and what he did. But I want to talk real quick about what Stephen said. Stephen said, he said, I see the heavens open and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. Um, So he sees Jesus. What does he see Jesus doing? Scripture says he sees him standing. Now, in Scripture and in our creeds, what do we what do we what do we confess Jesus is doing in the creed? It's into the heavens, and he sitteth at the right hand of God. In our creeds, in our confession, we say Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, a place of significance. But here Stephen sees him standing. And I wonder why. This is my theory. Um, and this is one of my favorite passages in the Bible because of that. When you're watching your favorite team play, Ole Miss or State fan, it's fourth down, and you need a big stop. Do you sit in your seats and just go, yay, go get them, go team, yay? No. When your team is in a pivotal moment, you're going to be up on your feet. You're going to be yelling. You're going to be standing. You're going to be pulling for them. You're going to, you're going to want them to hear your, hear your encouragement. You're going to be exerting loudly for your team to make the big stop or get the big first down or, or whatever. When your kid's competing, do you just sit there in your seat and just idly and just go, yay? No, you're up and you're yelling. You're excited. Sometimes as parents, we probably yell too much and embarrasses our children. When someone you love is in a, or a team you support is in that pivotal moment, and as a fan, you're going to do everything in your power to let them feel your emotion, to cheer them on and stand and yell for them. I think Stephen sees Jesus and Jesus is doing this. Come on, son, you're almost there. He's cheering him on. As it says in, in, in Hebrews, we're surrounded by this mighty cloud of witnesses cheering us on. I think Jesus is standing at the right hand of the Father, and Stephen sees him at this time and is encouraging him, don't give up. I, I've never been stoned to death, but I can imagine of all the ways that we humans have created to kill each other, stoning's pretty painful. They're going to throw rocks at you till you die. That's a bad way to die. 
It's going to hurt. It's going to be awful. So Stephen looks to the heavens and he does not see the son of man, Jesus Christ, idly sitting by the throne of his father, but he sees Jesus standing saying, come on, son, you can do it. Come on. You're almost there. Come on. Don't give up. Come on. You got this. Keep going. Keep being faithful. Keep, keep, keep preaching. Keep, keep, keep standing right now. You're almost done. You've almost crossed over Jordan. Don't give up now. Don't give up. I think that's what Jesus tells us now too. When he looks at us in our life and what we're going through, he's standing at the right hand of the Father saying, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. Keep going. You're almost there. You're almost done. Keep going. Don't quit. Don't stop. You're almost done, child. Keep going. Jesus stands now and he's cheering for you. He's pulling for you. He's praying for you. And I don't know what circumstance you're in in your life. But I believe fully and deeply Jesus is standing at the right hand of the Father saying, come on, my child. Don't quit. Don't give up. You're almost there. I love Winston Churchill. And there's a story that I heard about him that um, after the war, he was invited to give a speech to a commencement class, to a, a, a commencement address. And Churchill stood up. If you know anything about Churchill, he was kind of his own guy. And the story is Churchill stood up at this commencement address and just stood there and looked seemingly across the room and made eye contact with every person in the room. And his speech was simply this. He stood there and said, after he made eye contact, he said, never, ever, 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 ever give up. Stephen is being stoned for his faith in Jesus. He looks to the heavens and sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And I believe Stephen experiences Jesus saying this, son, I know it's hard, but don't give up. It's a good word for us today, friends. No matter what you're going through, don't give up. Thanks for being with us as we continue studying Acts. Monday, we're going to pick up with um with uh, Saul causing some trouble. <laughs> so we're going to see ta- Saul's story. Now we're going to see a shift towards Saul, who will become Paul in the coming chapters. Thanks for being with us. Have a great weekend. <laughs>